Welcome to The Sovereign CEO, a podcast where we explore what it really means to become powerful beyond measure. Expect to hear incredible stories about possibility, creativity, business, self-mastery, and of course, the great awakening. I'm here to be your hype girl, to give you strategic tools that help you win, and to shed a light on things that you really need to know. Let's work on mastering your mindset and mastering your mission so you can build an empire, live a purpose-driven life, and create more freedom within it, no matter what the world around you is doing. Hello, my friends. Long time no see. Uh, It is January 2024. I hope you had a really wonderful Christmas season, New Year season. I took a couple weeks off. Um, And to be honest, it was kind of hard for me. (laughs) I I have a really amazing team that uh, booked off my calendar for me and they said, Carla, no working go have some fun. So we packed up the kids, we went on a big road trip, went out to the mountains, had a great time with friends and family. And now I'm back and ready to uh, be a troublemaker on the internet again. Sounds like fun, right? Just kidding. Never a troublemaker. Always a truther though. Always a truther. Today, I'm interviewing my friend Amber Romaniak. She is a coach who helps women overcome emotional eating, uh, mindset issues, uh, gut issues, and she helps you with your hormones. Um, And if you've heard um, me speak on this podcast before, I, I do talk about the body a lot. I talk about energy a lot because the body is ground zero. So it really is a, a good uh, episode to start the new year off with. Um, and there's something very special about Amber, which I think you guys are are going to love. Um, I, I wanted to talk to her about her business. I wanted to talk to her about the mindset work that she does with her clients. But I also wanted to talk about her secret podcast. And you're going to hear about that here on the show. Uh, Amber is very much in this awake and freedom-minded community. Um, So I think you're going to like this conversation. Before we get into the show, I have to pay the bills. This episode is brought to you by The Sovereign CEO. This is my private coaching container for awake coaches, healers, and freedom-minded entrepreneurs. Inside, you'll receive weekly master-level coaching for your mindset and your business. Monthly, you can spend the day with me creating all the content that you'll need for the entire month. We do serious strategy sessions inside. We have next-level awake experts in self and business mastery and a new growing library of easy-to-digest on-demand courses where you can piecemeal your own education, making sure that you have everything you need at your fingertips to take that beautiful little idea of yours and turn that into a thriving, prosperous online business. So this is the community where you need to be if you're ready to get your focus off of the news and onto your new way forward. So you can go to the show notes there to find out all the information on that. Uh, If you have any questions about it, shoot me a DM on Instagram or send me an email. Um, Also, I am a proud member of the wellness company. 
So you know me, I'm all about solutions. The Sovereign CEO is the solution for your pocketbook, for your thriving in this wild world, for money. The wellness company is all about your health. So the wellness company has an incredible team of awake doctors and pharmacists, and they're here to help transform healthcare in North America. They unequivocally stand up for medical freedom and the right to affordable healthcare. They are striving to build a new healthcare system that earns back people's trust, governed and operated with transparency. And they offer the highest quality supplements and care. You can get connected with, um, you know, doctors and pharmacists that align with your values, uh, ones that are uncorrupted by pressures from the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, I take a few products here, but my favorite for sure is the spike support formula because vaccinated or not, spike protein is something that has made its way into your body, causing a variety of potential long-term issues. Um, So you might've gotten spike in your body from the virus itself, from taking the vaccine, or of course, shedding because shedding absolutely is a thing. So spike support formula is the only product that contains natokinase and dandelion root ingredients research for their effectiveness. Taking this daily helps give your body the natural immune support it needs to protect yourself and your family from viruses, injections, shedding, and more. All right, guys, uh, with that, let's get into the very first episode of The Sovereign CEO. We have rebranded. You're going to hear more talks about business, more talks about solutions, about money, but of course, all things about the kooky clown world, the great awakening, everything that's going around um, right now. And uh, we'll have to get into it in another episode. 2024 is already uh hit off with a a huge bang. I can't believe all the things that have already happened. Um, But today, we're just going to talk about how you can overcome your mindset around disordered eating, around uh, healthy living, around nutrition. And I want you to hear how Amber built her business, how she built a thriving business, and how she not only manages this business, but her side business, her side podcast, and all the things you're going to find out about today. Okay, friends, let's get into it. All right, friends, welcome to the very first episode of The Sovereign CEO. Amber is our very first guest. Um, Amber and I met on the internet. (laughs) And Amber Romaniak is a food freedom and business coach. Um, perfect fit for um, the show and the direction and and where we're going. She talks about mindset. She talks about the health of your physical body, about finding more balance in life. Um, And she's very, very awake. She's an entrepreneur. And we have a lot of crossover, not only in our story, what we've been through, but I, I think on the trajectory that we're going in 2024. So actually perfect first guest um for the rebrand here amber welcome to the show thank you carla for having me and congrats on this rebrand it's awesome (laughs) thank you we were just talking before i hit the uh record button and i was flip-flopping back and forth on on the rebrand whether or not to keep it uh separate or not and i think we're going to dive into that 
in a little bit. But before we go into that, um, Amber, for people that don't know you, um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do, about your podcast, about your business? Yeah, definitely. So I have had my business for 10 and a half years and I coach women globally who are struggling with binge eating, food addiction, emotional eating, who are really lacking connection with their intuition and their body. Um, and they're fighting with their bodies and food. And they're just in this huge kind of obsessive chasing numbers in the scale state. And it distracts them from stepping more into their power. And What's so interesting over the last 10 and a half years is I've attracted so many women who run businesses, not on purpose. It's just the way it's worked. A lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs, and I see the same pattern over and over, which is they're putting themselves on the back burner in a state of lack because they're afraid if they don't show up 24 seven, they're not going to have a business and they're going to lose all their clients. And so there's been this natural evolution of also starting to support women from that standpoint of energy, lack, like how healing your relationship with food and your body is going to help raise your frequency and help you become more of a manifesting magnet. And so this evolution has been beautiful. And it was through really struggling with food addiction, binge eating, binging and purging, you know, really heavily for a few years in my early twenties that catapulted me into a, a deep desire, not knowing how I'm going to heal it, but just this deep desire to heal because, you know, being in the state of suffering for so long is not fun um, and I wasn't planning to start a business, but that whole experience really inspired me because 90% of the female population is struggling with some form of emotional relationship with food and body image issues. Um, and that is way too significant. We kind of know why, and we can get more into that, but it's just not something that should be so normalized. And so the podcast was birthed. It's funny. I actually had a co-host when we first started. And she was hardcore keto. And I'm like, more like heal your relationship with food, no diets, like you can do things in a more balanced way. And so after a year, we went our separate ways. I was actually to take everything on that we had built, but she locked me out of everything. And so I had to like start from scratch. So always make sure if you're doing collaborations like that, you sign contracts, right? Business stuff happens, but it was meant to be that that happened because as soon as I started sharing fully what I wanted, I started to like attract all these clients online and no longer was it like Calgary and area. It's like Europe, United States, Eastern Canada, Western Canada, Australia. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can build a global business. I don't just have to sit locally. And that was really exciting because most of my clients are not anywhere near me anymore, which is totally okay. But yeah. So the podcast is incredible. It's, as you know, it's such a great place to share your voice and your own stories and like things you see in your coaching and all kinds of things. And it just helps people get to know you. So it's been a blessing to record over 450 episodes now and just keep sharing. That's a wild figure. How many people actually have disordered eating? Um, so I had, uh, I had an eating disorder for 10 years mm -hmm. and the only thing that snapped me out of it was getting pregnant. As soon as I got pregnant, I said, Oh, my body's not mine. It's, it's not time for this anymore. And I was able to shift it really quickly. Um, and then I thought it was healed. I, I thought it was healed. And there's a lot of women that don't recognize that they have disordered eating Mm -hmm. Um, they're always detoxing, they're always fasting, they're doing this to be healthy, um, the elimination diets, all the things. Um, and it became really aware that it's always something that I probably will have to continue to heal from when the pandemic hit. Um, and I was afraid in the beginning, 
that stress, mm. it immediately it was making me feel like I wanted to throw up. It had nothing to do with like my weight or my body image. I just felt this like wanting to throw up response. And I remember mm. reaching out to someone that does um, like intuitive eating. And, and we had some conversations right away because I wanted to nip that in the bud. Mm-hmm. And I remember working with a personal trainer around that time too. And I was explaining like, oh, I've tried this diet and this diet and like flip-flopping. And she's like, that's a form of disordered eating too. You're constantly yeah. like switching diets. And I was like, really? Dang, it's yeah. still here. Like I'm not throwing up. I'm not food restricting. I'm not binging but it's still not easy and intuitive. That's, yeah. that was like huge, like, whoa, I'm not healed. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing though, right? It'll keep showing up until we do fully figure out the bits and pieces. And I think that's where women get really frustrated because we've been conditioned into such a quick fix society and diets are a comfort zone. Detoxes and fasting are a comfort zone and, and they're familiar. Chasing the number on the scale or the calories is familiar because you don't actually have to go deep in and deal with the wounded inner child or, you know, unfortunate traumas you may have been through or the lack of self-love and the void that's there that you're trying to fill with food. A lot of women and men, but women are afraid to feel their emotions because we've been taught to shove everything down and just be strong. And so there's so many things that feel uncomfortable when someone starts considering starting to heal their relationship with food, you know, regardless of what it looks like. And I, I, I was too, I was terrified to feel like that was one of the main reasons I was binge eating is because I was shoving all my emotions that I didn't want to feel. Um, and so I think that the triggers may go away for a while and then they may come back because the triggers are teachers. They want to show you where you're out of alignment, energetically, spiritually, physically, emotionally. And once you, you know, give attention to those pieces, it will fully go away. Um, you know, I see women, women do it every day. And same with me, like people always ask, well, are you going to have to deal with this for the rest of your life? I say, no, if you really, you know, address it, you can fully overcome it. It's just that bits and pieces may, you know, show up sometimes. And are you willing to look at them? And the whole thing with the diets, right? Like orthorexia nervosa, that is the emotional relationship with food where you only eat the same 20 foods over and over because you have a fear of if you eat this food or this food, you're going to get bloated or you might gain weight. So yeah, it's not even about the overconsumption. There's all these different behaviors. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, it, it, it's funny. I like to eat super clean, like always, mm-hmm. um, like gluten-free, we grow a lot of our own food, all the meat we've hunted ourselves. Yeah. But yesterday I told you before the call, like we're moving right now. I'm like racing forth. I got the kids, everyone's starving. I had a McChicken yesterday. I haven't had McDonald's in years and I didn't even feel bad about it. Like that's actually a good place to be. I don't want to keep doing it. I know it's gross. I know it's made in a lab. I know it's fake, but even like that kind of freedom, like I wasn't yeah. going to start. We were like really on the run. There was no food in the fridge here, like in between houses. Um, that is freedom. Yeah. Like not going to do that consistently. I felt super gross after, but yeah, it just happened. You're <laughs> human. Okay. You're human. And that's, yeah. I think one of the biggest like hurdles to get over is that food is not about perfection. We eat really clean too. And guess what? This weekend for Christmas, I'm going to eat all the gluten and all the, right. And it's like, 
there's certain things that are homemade that I'm not going to be like, well, I can't eat that. Or in the circumstance of moving or whatever, like things are going to come up and it's, it is the freedom is getting to the point where if you have things or you indulge for whatever the reasons are, you move past it and the guilt isn't dragging along with you and you're not holding a grudge against yourself, right? Life happens. I listened to a really interesting episode of yours today and it was about the elimination diets Mm. Um, because gut health is also one of those things that pretty much everyone I know is struggling with on some level. I know I've been struggling with it for years and I've tried every kind of diet. I've tried every kind of supplement Mm. and nothing does anything. And I've definitely come to the point where I'm like, you're just too busy. It's, it's something to do with your emotions, with hustle culture uh, in the season of life that you're in. Like it's clearly that. And it is one of the things that I have been resisting the most is, is slowing down. Like it's not a surprise that you're attracting entrepreneurial women because a lot of the entrepreneurial women are struggling with weight gain and gut issues because they're going too fast. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's the thing is the digestive system will get more sensitive as our nervous system gets ramped up. And the biggest connection I see is number one, high or low cortisol, that stress hormone. It just ramps up when we get really busy and we have a lot on our plates. And the first thing that is impacted aside from our energy and our mental clarity is our digestion. And so when we're in a fight or flight response nonstop, even if it's good stress, the body can't tell the difference. And so our circulation is supposed to stay in our core to help us digest and break our food down and help our digestion function. However, when we have higher or low cortisol, we're in a stress response, the digestive system is often more shut down. And so even if you're eating really well, even if you're chewing properly, you may feel more pain, gas, bloating, reflux, all those kinds of things. Cause the system is shut down going, what are you doing? Like there's a bear, we need to run away. It's not time to eat. It's time to like flee and protect yourself. So oftentimes one of the missing links I see for women is that they're not getting their hormones thoroughly tested, not saying you, but just in general. And that is having an impact on the the gut health. And then when they're not sleeping well, and there's a lot of emotions, we hold them in our gut, fear, worry, anger, grief, frustration, irritation. And if we don't have you know, some level of time to process and purge those emotions, whether it's through things like I call it sacred rage, where you scream into your pillow and you beat it up or you somatically shake or you tap or you move your body in some way. A lot of it will sit there. Same with me. Like we went through this wild experience with noisy neighbors the last five months and unexpectedly like buying a house and moving across town and like selling our town home in four days. And like my digestion hasn't been sensitive in years, but my cortisol's up. And so it's feeling more sensitive. And I know it's just because of this like anomaly of an experience over the last few months right? So I think the key is the more we can learn how to listen to our bodies. And even if we have a season where things are busier or hormones are off or things start to feel more sensitive, it helps us have more compassion for our body and going, oh, I know why that's going on. And I think it reduces the the chance of getting reactive and pissed off. Like that's happening again. I can't believe it. Oh, it's annoying. Like my body, it's like, no, your body's just trying to tell you, you need to chill out and like right? Figure Mm -hmm. out how to shift it, but it's often emotional and it's usually the stress response and all the elimination diets do is just, you know, feel restrictive. And then one day you get upset and you rebel and then that just makes it worse. Which makes total sense. I I mean, these things are so sneaky. You're like, I'm doing the healthy thing for me. 
Um, and I think a really sneaky type of stress too is the busyness. Like there's obvious stress, like frustration, mm -hmm. worry, anger, um, like personally, and I know a lot of creative people are the same. Um, I'm creative. I have ADHD. I'm never really frustrated. I'm never really scared. I mm -hmm. don't have that kind of stress. Yeah. I have, um, speed and, and, endless amount of ideas. Yeah. And I take a lot on. I'm always excited. I'm always in a good mood. So if you ask me, am I stressed? I would say, nope, everything's yeah. going great. But there's a speed within me that to the body is just stress. It doesn't differentiate between happy or sad. I'm still running away from that tiger inside. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And it's the same. Like I remember a couple of years ago being in a coaching container and I was like, oh, I really want to take things to the next level with my business. Like I have a fully booked client schedule and I want to like do more group and more other things. Like how come there's not a lot of people coming in? And she's like, do you really think your nervous system is regulated if you are having eight to nine coaching calls a day, three or four days a week? You think holding space for that many people is like you're regulated. I'm like, yeah, I think so. And then I'm like, no, like, I'm not, there's no way like with eight 45 minute sessions in a day that I'm regulated, but it's true. You think like you're fine. You can handle it and you're going to good in a good mood. But when you actually get to know what it feels like to have a regulated nervous system, it's a whole other experience. And you realize, wow, how did I ever hold space for that many people and have any energy left? Even the effect of the screen itself, you know, yeah. working with clients, it takes a lot of effort, but don't you find after being on zoom for honestly, even like an hour, yeah, I go outside and I can feel this like buzzing intensity within me. It's yeah, uh, like I have my amulet, <laughs> like an EMF yeah. protecting necklace and my blue blockers just for that reason. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it works for me, but it's, it's a thing. It is a thing, 100%. And I think too, like I wear my blue block glasses. I have like my Tesla plates and like all my stuff, but it's still, it's overstimulating the blue light, the EMFs, right? And I think too, you know, the more you heal, the more aware you become with your body, or maybe you already have it regardless of where you're at on your journey. Like there's a lot of sensitive souls out there realizing they're sensitive and all this technology stuff, like we're not, yeah, we're running online businesses, but I don't think we're ever gonna get used to the way the technology impacts the body and the more sensitive you get, the more you can feel it. And like, if I come on and I don't put my glasses on when I'm on my computer, like I can feel it instantly. My adrenals are just like buzzing, like you mm -hmm. talked about. And so I think that having, you know, good tech boundaries, trying to figure out tech boundaries is so important, especially wrapping up the day and going to sleep because otherwise mm -hmm. your cortisol is ramped up at bedtime and then you're going to have trouble falling asleep. And that's not funny either. Right? No. So this like emotional eating pathway, it, it's pretty niche. What made you choose um, this career path? Yeah. So it was really through the deep struggle I went through myself. So growing up, I got bullied. I called fat and ugly my first day on the bus when I was five. And that really triggered a 20 years of latching onto that identity. I didn't know how to just brush it off. I grew up and my mom had multiple sclerosis and she was diagnosed before I was born. And I think a huge way that she compensated in our relationship was with food and she had an, a food addiction. And I looking back, realized that once I healed mine, um, the food addiction really took full force after a breakup. I couldn't eat. I lost weight really fast, couldn't attain it. 
have my first memorable binge at a barbecue. And then it's like the switch flipped. And I went into this deep all or nothing mentality of either I'm binging, fully losing control. And I'm not just eating like half a box of cookies. I'm eating a a whole box of cookies, like two bags of chips, a sandwich, like my whole table would be covered in food. I was spending like 50 to $80 a night going to the organic store, trying to justify that that was a better choice when it doesn't matter when you're eating that much. It doesn't matter. Um, I went through a six month period of binging and purging and was like, I have to stop this because I'm going to end up having a heart attack before 25. If I keep doing this to my body. Um, and then the binging continued for a couple of years, really intensively until my low point moment, because I was sitting in this denial, like it wasn't a big deal. Like, Oh, food's my friend. Who am I going to be? If I don't have it, the journey seems too daunting. What if I fail? I don't even know where to start. So that all kept me stuck in this suffering. Um, and so the moment that really catapulted me into the healing and then to decide that this is what I wanted to do was I'd finished a binge, always threw the food in the garbage can. And that particular night digested some of the food, went into that all or nothing mentality of this. If this is the last time I'm going to do this, might as well finish the food. So I dug through my garbage. I ate the cookies and that just put me into such a deep state of shame and embarrassment, but it also crushed the fear of change and the fear of the unknown. If I try to figure it out, Um, And that really catapulted me onto the journey. I saw one therapist once and I'm not poo-pooing therapist, but I went in, poured my heart out and she essentially looked at me and was like, just don't go to the store and buy the food and learn to love yourself. And so that didn't feel like a good experience. And so essentially I was like, I think I have to figure this out on my own. So then I went on the journey and it was a deep journey of healing and awakening. Um, So there was a lot of physical healing first. And then there was a lot of emotional healing. Then the energetic and spiritual healing came after, but I started waking up through the whole process of healing my relationship with food and body as well. But that's what really prompted me because I'm like, if I struggled with this to the level I did, where I'm like eating on my garbage, like so addicted to food, obsessed with food, obsessed with diets, obsessed with my body, like how many other women are struggling, whether it's not as much or more or somewhere in between. And then I started to talk to all my friends and family members, female friends and family members, and they all started opening up about their struggles with food and their body. And I'm like, holy crap. And the other thing was having that therapist experience is like, I want my clients to feel safe. I want them to be able to be open and vulnerable and not ever feel judged because this is a very vulnerable, delicate subject. And so I just vowed that like, I would make sure that my clients had this safe, like loving space to be held. And of course they get lovingly call it called out, but it's so important like to have that safe space. So that's what really called me forth to focus on that. And then of course, it's just gotten a lot deeper since it started 10 and a half years ago. Wow. Um, what kind of people are you attracting to your space right now? Is it all types of people? Like you said, like you started talking to family members about what you were going through, or are you seeing like a particular kind of person more and more? Yeah. So I feel like it's probably about 60% entrepreneurs and business owners. And then it's about 40% like lots of nurses and doctors and professional women. Um, I've had tons of women lately who have quit their jobs because they're working inhumane hours and they're realizing that their job was playing such a negative role on their health. And now they're starting businesses or traveling the world. Some like stay at home moms, but it, it is a lot of women who are like just so on the back burner because of their career, career and family or their business. Did you see more of that too during the pandemic? Like I said, like that started to like trigger it, uh, trigger. Yeah. <laughs> trigger that for me as well with the stress. Were more people coming to you then? 
Totally. Yeah. I think it triggered a lot more binge eating. And here's the thing, right? Everyone's at home with a cupboard full of snacks. And then you have Uber Eats and all these food delivery services come online. And now you can get anything delivered to your door with food. So you don't even have to leave. So it makes it honestly so much easier to justify ordering food and emotionally eating or binge eating. And I think that there's a lot of stress and collective stress going on in the world. And and people are feeling a lot of fear and discomfort and what feels like the easiest thing in the moment, numbing out with food or technology, right? And so I don't like that. I don't like seeing that this epidemic has grown more like the number one diagnosis in the United States. Guess what it is? Hmm. I have no idea. Binge eating above cancer, above heart attacks. Yeah. So, and see, this is the thing. I dislike the word diagnosis with this because I don't believe anything's permanent. I don't believe binge eating or any kind of emotional relationship with food is permanent. And I dislike because I feel like Western medicine really puts this heavy, like dense energy into, oh, I'm going to have this for forever. Um, so that's why I never really say like, oh, you've been diagnosed with an eating disorder. Cause it's not permanent. It's this series of imbalances going on chemically, emotionally, physically, energetically. And once you really get it and understand why you're behaving in the way you can heal it. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of women are reaching for food because I think so many women just feel out of their power. Let's face it. When you're fighting with your body, when you're fighting with food, when you feel insecure in your body, um, you're distracted trying to chase the number on the scale or trying to gain control with food. How do you possibly claim your worth and your power when you're caught up getting upset going on the scale and the number's up two pounds? And I'm not poo-pooing anyone that this happened to because this used to be me. I'd like freak out and get so upset. But when you're that distracted fighting with your body, you can't claim your power. And if you can't claim your power, it's hard to alchemize all the fear when you look at the external world. And you can't pay attention. I mean, eating is the one socially acceptable way to numb yourself. I know. I always like joked around about that. Like I love to eat my feelings. And when I was going through like the gut health issues, it was recommended to me a few different times to fast. Mm -hmm. And I immediately said, no, Mm -hmm. no, I love eating my feelings. I had this story about the emotional torture that that was going to be. If I couldn't numb myself with food, I would be feeling all sorts of horrible feelings, not like I have like deep rooted traumas that are going to come up, but I had really made that out to be this monster. Like you're not going to be able to sleep. It's going to be torture. And I ended up doing it after I had an explant um, a few months ago. And as part of the detox process, I did do a liver detox, which had some fasting Mm -hmm. and it was no big deal. I did Mm -hmm. it for three days. It was no big deal. Like every now and then like feelings would flutter up and then they'd go away right away. Now I see how that I understand how that's precarious for someone also that has like a history of disordered eating. Um, And I see the allure to her, the allure too, because I felt really fucking powerful. And I was like, oh, I did it. I did it. And I had huge benefits from it health wise right after too. Um, but it's something that I would use sparingly. I can see how it can really help in a healing process, but, um, yeah, like being able to conquer, um, not conquer your feelings. I don't know what it is, but actually have to really feel your feelings. I think that's what it was. I had, it was uh, like a real nakedness in that experience. You can't numb with anything. No. Yeah. And I think that's why so many women like procrastinate dealing with this. 
is because there is this fear of being in that nakedness and that vulnerability with ourselves and with our emotions. Even though when we start doing it, it's not a big deal. It's like me. The first time I sat and felt instead of binged, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so horrible. Like the world's going to end and then nothing bad happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. Okay, I can do this, right? And it got a little easier and a little easier. And it doesn't mean feeling is like comfortable, but to know that you can work through the discomfort, but that you're safe and you'll get to the other side. It's very reassuring because you can realize I can feel through anything. I can get through anything. Food is honestly just making everything worse in the context of hurting my body. So I actually don't want to do that anymore because what a lot of women don't realize is not only are we hurting our digestion, our hormones, feeling inflammation, right? The guilt, the shame, the anger, frustration you're feeling afterward, but it's really playing a massive energetic role on the body and a negative impact, right? So every time we binge, we're hurting ourselves. We're going into low frequency behaviors. And then you feel a lot of low frequency emotions like guilt, shame, anger, right? And then especially for my clients who have businesses, they'll go through phases where they binge more and then they learn more about their triggers. And then they have more phases where they're not. And they're like, wow, I can see a direct correlation with where I have more money flow, clients, opportunities, alignment coming in when I am like really working through my triggers and catching them. And then when I go into a phase of like overwhelm, binging, like self-sabotage with my body, I'm seeing things drop, right? Because we're an energetic match and it's not about you have to be perfect to manifest, but it's to understand the way you're treating yourself and your body and the thoughts that you're thinking are going to impact what you're manifesting, right? hundred percent. I've been saying that a lot lately. Your business is 80% energy and 20% strategy. If you're only thinking about the strategy, it's going to fall flat. Um, there is deep healing work that you need to do in order to be successful, especially when you look at those like high, high, high heights where people are multimillionaires, billionaires. Um, that is an energy. No one person can actually just work their way to that point it's not just work it's not even possible it's like such a gift from god it's such a high level of expansion Mm -hmm. you can't hustle your way to a billion dollars it's it's not possible and it takes people a long time to be able to grasp that yeah it's all energy it is. And you start to get it. Cause I used to get into this pattern where like, if I'd have a slow month or two, I'd be like, Oh my God, like I need to get more Instagram followers or I need to right, like going into that need mode. And then everything would just fall flat because now I'm in this frazzled need energy. That's like blocking what I want. Right. And so I started to be like, Oh, that doesn't work. Let's like rest our nervous systems. Let's get regulated and let's recalibrate the energy. Because as soon as that happened and I started to get the energy connection, things would shift more quickly, right? But here's the thing. Your physical body, in my opinion, is the easiest thing to connect with and pay attention to. Because if you eat something long enough that gives you a stomachache, at some point, you're probably gonna be like, I should probably find a substitute or figure out why my digestion isn't working properly. Same with the mindset state. Like I call it the ego, the negative voice. It's telling you, you suck. You're not good enough. You're never gonna grow your business. You're never gonna overcome emotional eating, whatever the stuff is. But at least you can start to, become attuned to what it feels like when you give your power away and that voice takes over and runs the show versus you being in your power. But energy is the most subtle, right? To me, it's Mm -hmm. the most subtle and it takes the most practice to get attuned to. Yeah, you can learn to master it, but it's invisible, 
It's not a thought. It's a, it's fully a feeling in the body. It's a frequency, right? And so I feel like people look to the physical, they look to the emotional, but then it's like that energetic and spiritual, those more subtle planes where like, to me, learning about them is fascinating because it's the, it's the key area to master. Like you're saying, your business is 80% energy. A lot of the healing is energetic. It's just that we're not taught that of course. And therefore we focus on physical, 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 the hustling, the pushing, what diet can I do? What detox when there's so much more there? So you had mentioned that healing this um, is what has also allowed you to expand financially, what's allowed you to grow your business. Um, You also mentioned before that this was the first step also of your awakening. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So I think before I started healing my relationship with food, I just thought the world was the way that it was. I was like, I ate all the things, didn't think about, you know, how it would impact my health. And when I started to heal, the first thing I started to look into was refined sugar. Cause I'm like, why do I want to eat all the sugar when I start eating it? Why can't I have control? And then I started to research and it's like, oh, sugar is 10 times more addictive than cocaine. And it's exciting. The same part of your brain as a drug. Oh, the casein, which is the protein in dairy and the gluten, which is the protein. And we have been designed and so manipulated so that they give you a heroin high. Cause I'm like, how come when I eat one piece of cheese, I want to eat the whole block. Like for me, it was just this full loss of control. And when I started to read about all these, you know, manipulated ingredients like MSG and aspartame and sugar and how they're literally designed to make you addicted and give you a massive dopamine high. I'm like, why is this allowed? And then when you start to learn the FDA is just a huge scam and they're just full of it and they're getting paid a ton of money and it's not about, they're not actually there for your health and well-being or because they care. And then you start to realize that like pharma and big food are in bed with each other. And that was just like the tip of the iceberg, but there's like this angry and grief process you go through because you're like, what? Like, how is this even a thing? And And so I think also what started to happen is as I started to clean up the way I was eating and just find better swaps for, you know, natural sugars and like just things that were not so processed, I think it's not only like you research and learn, but I think my pineal gland started to decalcify, right? Because I wasn't eating all the junk that was causing it to like be offline. And like I say in my um, rumble channel, like you cannot discern or sense deception when your pineal gland is calcified. So that's one of the reasons why they have certain people so easily is just because it's innocent. But when we're doing all the fluoride and putting all the chemicals on our body and eating all the junk, like it's just so easy to have a calcified pineal gland. So I feel like all that started to dismantle. And then about five years ago, I discovered how to really sluggish lymphatic system. And so I took it to the next level with going toxin free. And then of course, like fall, it's kind of ironic because one of my biggest goals in my business pre pandemic was to coach celebrities. Cause I'm like, if I can coach celebrities struggling with eating disorders, that's going to massively increase their influence to help empower women. And that's going to help more women heal. So fall 20 or yeah, like October, 2019, I'm going down to Hollywood to be on Whitney ports podcast from the Hills And I'm like, oh, like, this is great. Like everything's right, growing, expanding. 2020 is going to be epic. And then I'm doing all this detoxing and my lymphatic system speeding up. And then it's like March, 2020, all my music, 7,000 songs deletes off my phone. Like just out of the blue, crazy. I'm like, what the heck? 
And then I do this podcast interview with this woman and then she's sharing in her stories, this documentary called out of shadows. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. And I'm like, don't we don't watch this. No idea what this is. And I watch it and my heart just like breaks. I'm like, Oh my God, if this is real, like all my goals are like going down the toilet. Right. And I'm like, thank God I didn't get kidnapped in Hollywood. But anyway, so everything shifted then. And I woke up to the rest, like Hollywood, the pedophilia, the corruption, like obviously it was so easy to see what was going on with the government, but it's like my pineal was just like decalcifying and then it just hit. So I think the healing really helped with that. And then it helped me become more attuned to like all these aspects of our body that we haven't been educated on that are part of our intuition, right? Our attunement awareness and having discernment and being able to not be deceived. And so it's to me been such a blessing I think it's a blessing to see what's going on, but also be able to be detached from it and like claim your sovereignty because I'm not going to sit here in fear. Um, But it really helps because as my clients heal and they wake up, like they need that support and assistance, right? Because it's a big deal when you realize everything you thought you knew was a lie or full of like, it's not true or we've been lied to or whatever. It's, it's, there is a emotional process you have to go through. There's fear you need to alchemize because you're like, oh my gosh, we're doomed. And then you're like, okay, no, we're not. Everything's going to be okay. But it's like, there's a lot there, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I can help my clients because it was intense for a few months when I was first like discovering everything. It's crazy. Yeah. And if you guys don't know Amber, she actually has two podcasts. She's got a podcast that's more forward facing that is super aligned with the brand pillars of her, the the business that you see on social media. And then she's got her rumble channel, which is like hardcore truthing. I love it. There's some ties between the two, but they're very, very different. Um, When did you start the rumble channel? Yeah. So I started the rumble channel in January this year. I just wanted an outlet where I could fully go and speak my truth and not figure out how to bring it all over to the other side or get censored just because obviously, as we know, the censorship is real. Um, and I really wanted to bring guests, women that I knew or that I was following that also were on the same page as me to share empowering information because I think there's so much fear porn. I'm like, I don't want to share fear porn. I want to empower people and help people understand there's a very deep spiritual and energetic connection to this whole circumstance going on on the planet right now, in my opinion. And this is a great place to share that and hopefully help people feel better about what's going on. So it's been really fun. What do you think like your current clientele would think if they like fumbled upon the rumble channel? I think about 50% of them would be like, holy shit, you're another conspiracy theorist. And the other 50% would be like, yeah, of course, because we talk about this in our sessions. Yeah, (laughs) it's interesting, right? Like, there's this part of me that's like, oh, I should just like only advertise to awake people. But here's the honest truth from what I've observed with my business. I'm like, I don't want to judge someone. I don't want to discriminate against someone because they're not awake. And when you're fighting with your body and food and you're eating all the junk and you're binge eating and like, you're probably not necessarily in the state of awakening because your, your pineal is calcified. You're in a lower frequency. You're not necessarily in an open state to like, accept some of these things. One of the biggest observations I have about some of my clients who are, or just people that I know, even that are awake versus not, and it's fine wherever people are, it's a soul experience is that 
the women that I know that haven't really done much of their deeper work or their ego work are usually more closed off and they're more, you know, still going along with everything. I even had to fire a previous business coach that I was working with for five years because once the pandemic hit, I was like, oh my gosh, like Bill Gates wants to kill everyone and the media is evil. Cause I was like doing media segments every month, like back to back and like all this stuff. And she's like, that's all ridiculous. I'm like, we don't want to wear masks. And she's, and then she posts right after our session. Like if a mask is going to save someone, I'll wear it. Like she was gaslighting me nonstop. Um, and I'm like, interesting how you've been this coach for like 12 years, but you're literally right. So closed off and like gaslighting your clients if they don't have the same beliefs as you. And I'm like, I never want to treat my clients like that. Like if my clients have told me they they have gotten the vaccine or something, it's like, that's your choice. Like there's, you know what I mean? Like there's so much other things we can work on and my clients gain so much transformation. So for me, you know, I really thought long and hard about, well, should I only advertise to wake people? I'm like, no, like, because these other, there are, every woman is amazing and I'm here to be of service. And if that's what it turns into fantastic, but like, I'm here to be of service and I want to help whomever comes forth that is a match and a fit for me to work with. Yeah. So. And I remember chatting uh, in the DMS with you yeah. about that. It's, it's different too, because your business was already built up before all this happened. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure from the world that everyone has to talk about everything. So your current business model and the way that it was set up, you know, talking about like, conspiracy theories or politics just actually wouldn't be aligned with the things that you were doing. You were helping people in a significant way. I can see like why you wouldn't want to put those things in there. So like I had lost my brick and mortar. I had Mm -hmm. rebuilt this ground up and I decided from the get go that it was going to have this pillar of, of truth. So right from the get go, and at, that was because I had already been through so many cancellations. I had already talked publicly about the things that were going on. And I decided from the ground zero, I only want to work with people that are on the same page, that are good mm-hmm. humans, that don't judge each other. I don't mm-hmm. even care if they're like, quote unquote, a- a- awake, but like mm-hmm. they can't be. Woke. And sorry to use labels. It's just yeah. a faster way totally. to um about things. Um, I can't be in a coaching relationship with someone that's a communist right now. I Fair can't enough. do it. So getting like I got to choose that for myself in the beginning. And it's not the right fit for everyone. I, I kind of love that you kept them secret because you're like, no, what it is important for me to speak out publicly and I want to, but like my current clientele, I'm already serving. Um, and I love that you gave yourself permission to keep that and it's something that I go back and forth on a lot like there was a part of me for a while there that also just got burnt out from looking at all the problems and I thought you know I'm just going to talk about work from now on and what I've kind of come to is just a little bit more of a balance way more work way more work and the solutions and the things that I can actually do for people, little touch points on the world. But Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the news. My job is not I am not the news. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to speak about anything that I don't want to. Um, And we have to really just decide that for ourselves. Like, what am I uniquely here to do? And that's nobody else's business, but the business owner. 
Yeah. And it's so true. And I really felt long and hard about it too. I'm like, maybe I should be sharing more. And then it's like, well, in a way there's some deep connections to how I coach my clients, but if they don't get those connections, like, well, I'm going to create a documentary and it's going to really connect the dots. And if that, if that turns them off, well, then that's fine. But I think it is each to our own. And and I listened to this really cool channeling on YouTube and this woman channels these energies and they are, they're always talking about like, some people are here to like be on the front line and like share everything and like do that. And like some of them are putting their lives at risk because they're like whistleblowing and all this stuff. Some people are here and the way that they're like contributing is meditating and raising the frequency of the planet. Some people it's like, just them going out in their energy, being in these different places. And they're like, there's so many different roles and each one of them is just as valuable. Right. A hundred percent. I have a really good story for that. I have a, a very dear friend um, who is very, very awake and really politically activated. And she doesn't speak publicly about what she knows at all. And during the pandemic, she had a yoga studio. She was the very last one to put mandates in. She held out as long Mm -hmm. as she could. She was in a six-year lease, like uh, huge, like she was going to be bankrupt. She, She held off as long as she could and then eventually had to put them in to keep it open, snuck people in the whole time which I always remind her, I'm like, in the 1940s, there weren't people on the street with billboards, billboards and sandwich signs saying like, Hitler is an asshole, they would be murdered. What did they do? They secretly hid people in the attic. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. what you did right now. Mm -hmm. But what she's able to do now, she's a genius, like she's a, she's a somatic therapist, very, very smart. Um, She runs these yoga teacher trainings. And she wakes everybody up amazing and she has this like beautiful way of just like teaching great spiritual principles so she doesn't actually tell you what to think she teaches the root of all great spiritual principles that has people um rewire their own circuitry and in the training they'll be like wait a minute so this doesn't make sense then so pronouns don't make sense if we're like all equal and our identity isn't the most important thing about us and she just like nods in this very like knowing way, but they do all the work for us. So imagine if she thought she has to be a squawk box on the internet, like Carla Treadway, um, then her studio was just closed. Mm-hmm. Well, what good did that do? Absolutely yeah. nothing. And she is doing huge work right now, but it's covert. It's behind the scenes. It's very intentional. Yeah. And there's a lot of judgment in this community about the right way to do it. There is no mm-hmm. right way to do it. Exactly right. We all have a unique role to play in all of this. And in terms of waking people up, you can't wake people up. No, you can't. It's especially if they're not awake at this point, uh, Lord help you. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope you eventually, but it's pretty obvious now. Uh, They're going to have to go through it in their own timeline. There's not totally. Yeah. And, but that's the spiritual evolution. Like in my opinion, I believe the soul comes down into the body and when that we sign the soul contract and we decided before we even came down here, am I going to wake up? Am I not? How far through is it going to be? Like that's all part of that experience that we designed and you don't want to take that away from someone that's their own evolution. So I find that makes it easier, right? When you look at things through the more energetic and spiritual lens, because it's a lot more letting go of control, which is I think is so important with all of this. Yeah. 
Will you ever combine your podcast, do you think? I think that there will be more blending, especially once I get this documentary off the ground. I'm essentially going to create, it's going to be like really simple. It's not going to be anything complex, but it's essentially going to be like the out of shadows of like, systematically explaining the connection between all the different systems that have essentially created eating disorders, like the energetics, food, pharma, Hollywood, the weight loss industry diet, like, cause they did, we didn't just come down here and start struggling with binge eating. It was totally formulated just like everything else was. Um, so I really want to connect the dots for people and help people see not to try and force them to wake up, but to help them not feel crazy or like there's something wrong with them it's so outside of us. Um, but they've done such a good job of like infiltrating our minds and our behaviors. So I really want to help people see what the connections are. Are you working on that already? I was supposed to be, but then the move happened. So January. (laughs) Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. I have never heard of that as a topic. I think that's genius. Thank you. The body is ground zero. And you're right. This isn't, this is a weird social contagion that's come over um, all types of people, but mostly, mostly women. Um, It's it's not a natural state that makes sense. No. Well, and I think about it. Okay. Like after world war two operation mockingbird started the TV, the radio, the propaganda starts. Why do they target women so much? Why do they want women? Like I said, obsessing about their bodies, chasing the number on scale, et cetera. Well, because they know our strongest power is our intuition. And when you're fighting, you can't access it in the same way, like we talked about earlier. So look at all the movies where they the girl gets broken up with and then she's sitting on her bed, emotionally eating. Look at all the movies where they're belittling the woman if she's not size one, three, or five, right? Like we could I can see and look back at all the predictive programming that was put into content to normalize emotional and binge eating, to make women, you know, belittle themselves because they don't look perfect or whatever it is. And to just be able to really put that all into one place is going to be helpful for people. So people will be pissed. Like when I really like got the Hollywood piece and like how much they programmed our minds to hit our bodies, I'm like, I'm pissed like this. Everyone needs to know, like screw Hollywood, boycott Hollywood. <laughs> like It's just, yeah. it's a lot. So. It's wild, right? And it, it's a conspiracy. Like, but <laughs> once you see, like, out of the shadows, you can never look at Disney the same way again. No. You're like, oh my God, it is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I had uh, I had a man come into my DMs yesterday, and I I never interact with trolls, but he just came in there with some snide. Uh, oh, here you go with your zillion conspiracy theories. And I, and I just answered, I said, like, what, what do you mean? Which one? Yeah. And it's, it's so funny, just like the name calling and the slinging and like, be specific. What thing um, Mm -hmm. am I saying right now? That's not true. And explain Mm -hmm. why. And then just like radio silence on the other end. And I'm like, cause I can back things up with receipts. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Likewise. And I think that's the thing. The irony of it is that that term was coined in the 1960s after they assassinated JFK and didn't want anyone to know it was an inside job and they did it themselves. Right. And things, you know, that are deemed conspiracy theory are then six months later, all of a sudden, like the truth. Um, Yeah, we don't know everything and exactly how everything is, but it is pretty easy if you just start looking to connect the dots now. Right. And um 
the symbolism, like it's so easy to tell, like you look at Hollywood and like, I always used to wonder why would a pop star start off so cute and then get slutty and then go demonic, like just this pattern with all these singers and actresses. And it's like, oh, well, exactly. They all, right. They've all sold their soul. This is why. And this is the kind of influence they want to implant upon society and the female population. And they want women to be degraded and they want men to lose their masculinity. Right. And so when you start to observe it, it's like, hello, it's like in plain sight when you go to half the celebrities, Instagrams and they're covered in blood, like that is not art. It's just not no, right. No. So it's, yeah, the easiest thing you can do is just ask, yeah, which one, because it is all coming true and hello, 2024 and um, January 2nd, if it actually happens, but the big first drop of the Epstein list on January 2nd, unless something like blocks it. But I mean, I think it's really going to hit the fan 2024. And I think Mm. regardless of how we're showing up online, like, I think it's really I just think we're really going to come into like this place of power that we have been like unconsciously energetically like preparing for, if that makes any sense. And I just feel like it's going to make it so easy to, to like intermingle these different pieces of our business, our awakening, our truth, because it's, I just believe that it's going to get to the point where the collective is going to need our support so much because there's so many people that are going to be in a state of shock or really processing a lot of emotion. And regardless of if they're reaching out for emotional eating or whatever it is, like, I'm just excited to be there to like hold space. Cause I think that's going to be so needed. I'm going to end with this last question. Cause I think this is going to be really helpful for people knowing that you are very awake and very well researched and are hyper aware of all the things that are going on in the world around you. What stops you from getting black pilled and able to just focus actually on your business and what you're here to do for people. My intuition. Every time I've tapped into ask, are we doomed? She says, no, there's a lot of dismantling that needs to happen on this planet to create new earth. And that's what we're here to do. And that's why we came here. We did not freaking come here for impending doom. We've already had those timelines in those past lives, in my opinion, um, I believe we're going through an ascension. I've seen so much proof in the sky. I have connected with so many energies and colleagues who are very attuned at very high levels on this planet. And I believe good is coming. However, humanity has to be taken through their precipice moments because we have been so brainwashed and so manipulated. You have to wake that up out of people and you have to show people you can't just tell them. So I have a lot of faith and trust. Um, and that's why I'll never take the black pill and I'm here to be of service and hold light for people. And it's a blessing to do it, volunteered to do it. So let's go. I'm just excited because I think we're getting close to like really good stuff. So yeah, that's my answer. I'm just excited. I, and, and this is, uh, like I'm here to help people. I I can't not work. I, I love what I do. I love the relationships I have with people. Um, but because I'm awake, I I know that things need to crumple. They're going to crumple regardless. Um, the result on the other side is a better place that we've ever been to. I do think we're in for a ride, Mm -hmm. which is why I believe in setting us up as well as we can. Um, it starts with your mind. Uh, it, you definitely have to be spiritually connected to something other than yourself, Um, And then practical things like money, 
And business that's not a nine to five. Yeah. Um, It's like I said, we are in for a ride. So do what you can to put yourself in a more resourceful, rooted place. That's going to be a lot of energy, but the practical things as well. And you're going to come out better on the other side. We just have to be able to sustain ourselves through these downs of the next little bit. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And it is about practical things. Like I'm not afraid, but we have two weeks of filtered water, right. In glass jugs, just in case we have food, we have a freezer full of meat, luckily living in Alberta, great beef province. Like we know so many farmers and local producers, right. So, and we have lots of gold and silver and we're continuing to, you know, buy it and invest in it. And so I think it's, it is the practicality and, and it is like, how can I make myself more sovereign and independent so that I'm not relying so much on these big systems. So I think it's the best of both worlds, right? Amber, if people want to um, listen to your podcast or podcasts <laughs> or find out how they can work with you, where's, where's the easiest way for them to touch base with you? Yeah. So the easiest place to find everything is amberapproved.ca, which is the website. There's all the podcast episodes there. If you're wondering if you're struggling with emotional eating and you're not sure, you can take the free quiz. And I do offer a body freedom consultation if you want to connect and explore support. And then the No Sugar Coding Truth, which is the Rumble channel, is obviously on Rumble. So you can just go search it there. Amazing. Thanks so much for your time. I have to bring you back to do just like the deep dive into all the conspiracies next, I think. Sounds amazing. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, friends, that's it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed that content. Go check Amber out, Amber Romaniac on Instagram. Uh, You can check out her uh, podcast online. You can check out her secret podcast over on Rumble. We'll put the uh, links for all of those in the show notes. Um, You're going to hear way more talks, my friends, this year about how you thrive because the world's going to continue to world. The clown world is going to continue to clown world. And it's my mission here in 2024 to help you get your eyeballs off of the distraction and onto your new way forward. And again, if you're looking for help with that, with guidance with that, come and check out our community, The Sovereign CEO. Uh, We have no commitment pricing. So come check it out try us out, binge watch the content, come to some calls. If you get everything that you need, you can come and go as you please. There's no commitment necessary. Of course, if you do sign on for the year, you'll get um, a big financial kickback back. Uh, We also have an affiliate program. So there are members in the Sovereign CEO right now who are not only getting a little kickback, they're actually getting paid to be there. So we offer a super generous affiliate uh, program kickback. So it's it's a win-win no matter what. Come, uh, our community is super rad. Uh, You're going to get next level education. You're gonna get all the coaching you need for your business, for your mindset, so you stay motivated, positive, and moving forward no matter what the world around you is doing. If you like this episode, please share it to your Instagram stories. Tag me. Um, I'll make sure to get you in front of my audience. I really appreciate any interaction that we get on the show, whether you are hitting the subscribe button, giving us a five-star review, or simply sharing this with someone that um, might benefit from listening to the story today. So with that, friends, thank you for listening today, and I'll see you guys next time.